Blog Talk Radio. Abraham seed. But this make he of the Spirit read, which they that believe on believe on him should do what? Should receive. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Just like you receive the engrafted word of Yah, which is able to save your soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John 14, verse 26. John 14, 26. Listen to this. Two more, one more, and after this, and we done. And we still ain't done. Come on with it, brothers. But the comforter, but the comforter, which is you know, that one that, 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 that really feels good. Sometime when you need to be held, can't nobody hold you like the Holy Spirit can. Can't nobody comfort you like y'all can. The one that has said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be with you always, even until the end of the world. Hallelujah. 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 The one that really makes you feel good. The one that really makes you feel alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The one that said, I will come and I will suck with you. Hallelujah. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. I will be with you always, even until the end of the world. Can you say amen? Which is the Holy Ghost, the Ruach HaKadosh. Hallelujah. The same Spirit said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Hallelujah. Everything that was made, hallelujah, was made by Him. Hallelujah. Glory to the King. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That same spirit, hallelujah, when he was revealed, and John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lord of God that is able to take away, hallelujah, the sins of the world, your sins, your sins, your neighbor's sins, the uncircumcised sins, hallelujah, of the world. Glory to the King. Glory to the King. That same spirit, that prophet, hallelujah, said, it was like fire shut up in my bones. Hallelujah. That same fire, hallelujah, when it, whenever fire touches something, it can't remain in its present state. Hallelujah. That same fire that descended on the day of Pentecost, on a feast day. Hallelujah. And hallelujah. Fire! Like that as of fire. Can you say amen? Glory to the King. Hallelujah. And Yah is a consuming fire. Glory to the King. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless you, saints. Thanks to the Most High Yah. I do want to make sure before we get into this, uh, if I'm getting if I'm getting through clear. So please, uh, if y'all can give me some tens or 
whatnot, let me know if I'm coming in clearly. Saints, I'll give y'all time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, good, 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 good. Getting some good tens. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Nothing wrong with it. I'm going to give y'all a few more minutes. Get on up in here. I finally get it to myself. Uh, Teacher Shane done let the leash off. Hallelujah. And <laughs> didn't catch me off guard neither. Yeah, I'm I'm being joined right here by the family of Kentucky East. I got uh, Uncle Willie in here with me. I got Brother Terrence and Brother Darius. They want to be here uh, for pretty much the debut show. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying them here, supporting me and everything. And all you saints that are here also listening, uh, supporting me as well. I am truly, truly thankful, very, very honored to be before you all. I truly, truly am. I, I, I don't think I can express um, how much this means to me uh, as far as being in front of you saints, man, and uh, being just being able to be used in a in, in a proper way that y'all sees fit. So just want to bless y'all for, for joining. Uh, there's been a bug going around. Uh, it's, it's been pretty bad. We're overcoming that right now. So uh, forgive me, my voice is a little raspy. I'm overcoming this uh, this little bug that's been flying around everywhere. But uh, I'm glad I'm getting a bunch of tens. I'm glad that everything is well. Uh, bless your house, McNabb, Sister Brittany, Heidi, Straightway, Sister Diera. I see y'all. Bless you well, Tommy Turner. Appreciate you all. Um, all is, all has been very well. So I'm not gonna hold everybody too long, but I'm definitely gonna get into something that uh, you know. I think it's going to be an inspiration for those who are who are inspiring to be on community and want to make that sacrifice, and those who are still who are already on community. That you know, this is be a, this will be a reminder of you being a liability. I mean, not being a liability, but more so being an asset. So we're going to go over this, and and what I named this early on was: Are you are you really ready? Are you sure you ready for community? And the power of sacrifice, because it is definitely a sacrifice. And I'm going to tell you something about this sacrifice. There is a power in it, okay? There is a power in sacrifice. The moment that you have converted over to this thing, you already sacrificed your life to make your life, the rest of your life, a sacrifice for the rest of your life to the king, to the king come. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're gonna, when you make the sacrifice to come here already, you might as well go ahead and expect to be sacrificed until the king comes. Period. You know what I mean? And I don't. I, I just know that a, a lot of folks will see the communal thing and they they see it from the outside looking in, but they don't really. And it looks good to them from the outside looking in, but they don't quite know yet, or they don't quite understand or comprehend what exactly goes into this. They don't understand or what, what, uh, comprehend what sacrifice or what they have to let go of or what they have to really truly divest themselves of to go this direction. This direction ain't a direction for the faint-hearted either. You know what I mean? Now, mind you, we don't want to sit here and steer our way and steer ourselves away from the simplicity in Christ Jesus. Not at all. But at the same time, you have to understand that this sacrifice is not only a worthy sacrifice and your riches will be in glory. But, man, it's a sacrifice that me, from experience, I can never see going back. I can never see, I can never see living another way. I can never see living any other way. I couldn't imagine me and my wife and my two sons leaving the community and going back to a damn raggedy apartment in the city by ourselves 
I still got to go carve out a living. And she's sitting here with powerless and, and without the strength of the house being there, present. It's just her and her children. I can't even imagine doing that. I can't imagine her even trying to get back on the job. The day I took her off the job, you should have saw how excited she was because she realized she could be in her role. And this is a woman that told me herself, I can't wait to be on community because I want my flesh tested. Yes, I do. So I can't imagine living no other way. And, and for all you that are, that are on community, this is going to be a reminder of what kind of assets you need to be. You need to be straight up assets not liabilities, because it only takes one sinner to destroy much good. One. One. Not a bunch of you. It just takes one. The only way it becomes a bunch of you is when that one goes try to sit there and spit in everybody else's ear try to gain folks to their side. But without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into this, okay? Now, I'm going to go over something real fast that I, I did for Pastor Corey, okay? This is going to be going into... This is pretty much my introduction into what I've seen on the Amish community. So uh, we were looking for land for Pastor Corey, okay? <laughs> Excuse me, y'all. And uh, Pastor Corey called me up, and you know, he was just like, hey, look, do you think you can go check out this land for me? Is that what in Kentucky? And uh, I was like, hey, Pastor Corey, whatever you need me to do, I can do it, you know? And this is before they got the property they're at now. Man, I get to this place, right? And Terrence Higgins went with me, uh, one of the brothers on the community here at Kentucky East. And while we, we, we showed up there, and it was nice on the outside and everything, and finally those Amish folk came out. And we were like, okay, okay, we got we to gotta see what this is, is going to be, what it is for our pastor, or if it's not. So we walked through the house, and man, we seen all kinds of things that, that really, me, me personally, touched my heart. The, the, the place probably wasn't good for Pastor Corey, but I didn't leave without noticing things that was going on in this Amish community that I don't see with a lot of people, okay? Straight up. When I seen how hard these people was working, okay? The, the husband built that house himself. He built everything on that land himself. His son was there. Now, mind you, they had eight children. But we only seen two. We only seen two. I'm going to get there. So we walked through the gardens, we seen the pond, we saw the sawmill, they were putting their hands to it. And man, what I noticed was these people were diligent, very, very diligent. Diligence is a constant, constant you. You have to be constant in effort to accomplish something, a tentative and persistent in doing, in, in doing anything. It's done or pursued with persevering attention, painstaking. And these folks were diligent without complaint. And so I'm just like, man, with all this they did, man, they, they try to sell this land, but it's going to be hard to sell it because of everything they got going on. It's, it's not, there's no conveniences there. There's, there. There was nothing that, there was nothing there that was not only convenient, it was, it was, it was real, you're going to be really going back in, in back, back in the day with your living, there was no electric, there was no nothing. But the diligent hand these people had, I could not even, I could not even take away from them. Now to the eight children, this is one woman, one man, and they had eight children, but only two remained 
and I wondered why in the world would only two remain. So, man, I started looking into this stuff after we left there. And, and see, the Amish do this thing called Rumspringa. Some of you may have heard of it. <laughs> so what, what Rumspringa is, is not all Amish use the term, and in sects that, they, that, that do, Amish elders, they, they generally view this time as a courtship or finding a spouse. That's what the old elder Amish used to do. But check this out. A popular view exists by which the period is now institutionalized as a rite of passage and a usual behavioral and the usual behavioral restrictions are relaxed so that Amish youth can acquire some experience and knowledge of the non-Amish world. Now you're probably wondering why is teacher Greg bringing all this up? I'll tell you exactly why. See, when I looked at what they was, what they was doing and what they had going on, and this is all the work this man and put into all his children and his wife and everything they had going on and just to all of them to leave. I'll tell you something. We all didn't come to community to become set apart from the world just so we can take time to go back and play with the world. That's not what we're trying to do here. We're trying to raise our sons and daughters in the way that they should go so they would not depart from the faith. These folks allow, and they think they have the most high, but they allow their children to go dibble and dabble in the world, which is always out there ready to take them. And next thing you know, what happened? Six of his children got taken. And judging from the children that I saw that were still there, they probably wasn't old enough for Ram Springer yet. So I was just like, man, this is crazy. <laughs> this, is, this is something else. So saints, if you're inspiring to be on a community, okay, you have to really truly abide in the ethics, okay? The body of moral principles or values governing or a distinctive or a distinctive of particular cultural group. A complex of moral precepts held or rules of conduct followed by an individual. We have to hold fast to our ethics. Okay? Now, a part of this, if you're gonna come on community, okay, we have to understand you have to understand something. When you go to community or when you when you inspire to come to community and you join community, okay? You're no longer your own. That's number one. You're no longer your own. We've heard this from Shepard a long time ago. His life's been over with. So is he the only one that has to have his life over with? Or should we follow suit the same direction? In community, you're no longer your own. You will, listen to this now, male or female, you will be told what to do. You will be directed. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. You got to be willing to give of yourself in order to accomplish the mission, i.e. the vision. Okay? Living communal takes sacrifice. It takes a, a lot of sacrifice, y'all. Hallelujah. So in sacrifice, hallelujah, in sacrificing is to surrender. Y'all listen to this now. Community, sacrificing, sacrifice to surrender or give up or permit injury or disadvantage to for the sake of something else. I'm going to say that again. Your sacrifice is to surrender or to give up 
or permit injury or disadvantage to for the sake of something else. To dispose of, whether it's goods, property, etc., regardless of profit, regardless of such. So you can surrender all these things and bring disadvantage to yourself for the for a greater common good of everybody else. That means you are last. Community is first. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. I'm going to give you some examples, okay? Now, we're going to go over to 2 Samuel 11, 1 through 12, okay? And y'all listen closely. I, lo- I love how this man surrendered, okay? 2 Samuel 11, 1 through 12. You there, co-host? Bless you for being here. And it came to pass after the year was expired, at the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. And it came to pass in the evening tide that David arose off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof, he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? And David sent messengers and took her, and she came in unto him, and he lay with her, for she was purified from her uncleanness. And she returned unto her house. And the woman conceived and sent and told David and said, I am with child. And David sent to Joab saying, send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah unto David. And when Uriah, listen to this. And when Uriah was come unto him, David demanded of him how Joab did. And how the people did. And how the war prospered. Making conversation. And David said to Uriah, go down to your house. Wash your feet, man. And Uriah departed out of the king's house. And there followed him a mess of meat from the king. So he gave him everything he needed to go to the house. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house. With all the servants of his master. And went not down to his house. And this is a Hittite. And when they had told David, saying, Uriah went not down unto his house, David said unto Uriah, Camest thou not from your journey? Why then did you not go down unto your house? Look at this man's sacrifice, hallelujah. Listen to Uriah, who was ready to surrender it all for a greater good. Verse 11. And Uriah said unto David, the ark and Israel and Judah, they are, they abide in tents. And my Lord Joab and the servants of my master, they are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go into my house to eat and to drink and to lie with my wife? <laughs> no, nah, man, as you live, king, and as your soul lives. I won't do this thing. And David said to Uriah, "Mm, Terry here today also. And tomorrow I will let you depart. 
So Uriah abode in Jerusalem that day and the morrow. Uriah wasn't ready to sit there and leave the troop, leave the ark, leave Israel while they abide in tents. He was ready to surrender his, his, his actual, he was able, he was actually directed to go home. He left that and was like, nah, king, I'm not going to do that. Nah, I'm not doing that. Not at all. No, nah, I'm sitting here with y'all. Look at that. He sacrificed that. He surrendered, gave up, even to permit injury or disadvantage to, for the sake of something greater. Tell me that is not a man that loves Israel, a man that's not looking after his own, a man that's not ready to sit there and put forth everything that he's already taken, he's already has in his possession to do that which is right for the entire tribe. You got to be willing to give of yourself for the greater good of the vision, saints, of the vision. Hallelujah. You know, I mean, a while back, pastor spoke of seed on blog talk. It was a good while back. And he asked a question and said, what seed or DNA is in you spiritually? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So when he spoke on that, I was just like, well, look at that. Look at that. And I said, and the first, the first thing came to my mind was Acts chapter 5. Okay? And the reason why Acts chapter 5 came to my mind so quickly is because when I thought about Ananias and Sapphira, I was like, man, you see, they didn't have it. They didn't have it in them. They was they were acting like they were part of want to be part of the whole, but they really had their own vision, if you want to, if you want to put it like that. They had their own mind and their own thoughts. And we're gonna go into that real fast. Five Acts five one through eleven, okay. And there's a, there's a certain twist in here that I, I love to share with the saints, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go into it right now. So Acts chapter five one through eleven. Mind you, remember what Pastor Dow asked: What kind of seed or DNA is in you spiritually? Because if you have Yah's seed in you, that means you have Yah's DNA in you, correct? All right then. So what DNA do you have in you? Hmm. Verse 1. But a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira his wife, sold the possession and kept back part of the price. His wife also being privy to it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Mm-hmm. But Peter said, listen to what Peter said. Listen to what Peter said. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back part of the price of the land? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not, and was it not your own power? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart and have not, you, you have not lied to men, but unto Yah? And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost, and great fear came upon all them that heard these things. Now, if you pay attention, he came and laid it down at the feet. Peter didn't ask him anything. Peter told him what he was doing. If you look at verse 3, he said, Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Now, 
This is a man that got one foot in, one foot out. If you read Jasher, Abraham and his brother was the same way. Haran wasn't 100 with the Most High Yah, like Abraham was, the friend of Yah. And when they both got thrown in the furnace, Abraham sat there three days, three nights in the furnace, in the furnace, walking around. Haran burnt to ash because his heart was not fully with the Most High. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you see Ananias and his wife, their hearts were not fully with the Most High. Let's move on. Don't forget, Ananias, Peter had told him what he did. Check this out. And the young men arose, wound him up, and carried him out and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. Look at, look, look at what happened. Peter answered her, unto her and said, look at, now see, Peter asked her. She actually had a chance to fix whatever, or I'm going to say it like this, because in Kentucky, our snitch game is way strong. That's how we speak out here. We snitching on folks. I, you know what I'm saying? If it's your husband, you might as well, you might as well snitch on him. It's better, for him to save, it's better for you to save his soul than sit there and lie with him. Now, Peter says this, verse 8, And Peter answered unto her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. Man, right there. That's your, that's your chance. Get it right. But you know what she was thinking? I bet she was thinking like, <laughs> man, she don't know what happened to her husband now, y'all. So she probably like, man, if I tell them that we didn't give him everything, I'm going to get home. He's going to be pissed off at me. Oh, you know what? I don't need to get mad at him because when he get angry, oh, man, when he get angry, she probably thinking about how he going to deal with her. So she like, she, I ain't about to sit there and get in trouble. I know these the apostles and everything, but I ain't about to get in trouble for nobody. So she say, yeah. And she said, she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. For so much. Yeah, we sold it for that. That's right. Mm -hmm. Then Peter said unto her, how is it that you agreed together to tempt the spirit of Yah? Behold the feet of them which have buried your husband. They're at the door and they're going to carry you out too. And she fell. She fell down straightway at his feet, yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her forth, buried her with her by her husband. And great fear came on all the church and upon as many as heard these things. See, these people didn't have Yah's DNA in them, obviously. They didn't have Yahweh's seed in them, obviously. Because you got Yah's seed in you, you ain't going to be sinning. We don't practice sin. But I'm going I'm to I'm I'm give y'all a real strong point why I went this direction too. It's not just because you can see the hearts of Ananias and Sapphira not being in cahoots with everybody else that was coming together and putting everything at the apostles' feet so every man can have that which uh, have everything in common. But I'm going to tell y'all something bringing it to this day. If you own community, it's not just the man that needs to be right there, 100. But man, it is also important for your wife to be on point with you at the same time. To have a woman that's going to back you up 100% and be down for the community, down for the sacrifice, willing to sit there and teach, and she's apt to be taught. And at the same time, willing to sit there and give a helping hand to the rest of the sisters. That way the common goal will be met. So it's not just the men. It's also the sisters. You sisters are very important. 
when it comes to community. Very, very, very important. And it's so sad because sometimes I will go certain places, you know, and even on our own community. And the sisters will have their troubles and issues and problems. You know what I mean? But I'll tell you this much, and I don't mind using them as an example, but when I went to Goshen, I told, T- I told Shepherd Muir straight up. I said, I'm going to tell you what I love about what I see here. It don't matter what goes on, any bickering, bitching, complaining to, on anybody. Everybody understands, comprehends your expectation. And they're willing to make sure that expectation goes to fruition so you ain't got to sit here and worry about all this garbage, muck, and junk. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure Goshen may have their share. But, man, at the same time, this is the, this is, this is the coming out. This is the coming out. So we have to work on this stuff, saints. They're coming out. Nobody said it's going to be easy. Because guess what? We was all raised in Christianity. And Christianity was a hell of a lot more than a religion now. It's a hell of a lot more than a religion. It's actually a culture. So we were raised in a culture. We wasn't raised in a religion. The religion, to me, the, the religion side of Christianity, that's just like the plus with your little Christmases and everything else. The Christian culture is what we've been raised in. And that Christian culture has plagued us. So we have to get a whole lot more out of us than the damn religion. The way you deal with folks, the way you deal with your fellow brother, the way you deal with your fellow sister, the way you deal with saints. Because I promise you, ask any leader. <laughs> Dealing with saints is something else. People do not do not soon forget. And I know McNabb, I know you out there, my brother. Uh, he can, He will sit there and attest to it. Minor, a whole lot of many brothers and sisters. The brothers are here with me now. When we was in Houston, I had over 130 people to deal with. A whole lot of people. Now, mind you, the numbers you don't want to get caught in, but those numbers exist. You answer for those numbers. You have to sit there and counsel those numbers. You know what I'm saying? Those people, they there. You have to deal with them. You know what I'm saying? So saints can, saints can be a headache here and there. You know what I mean? But the bottom line is, is that we still have a vision that we have to be, or that we are a part of, and that vision needs everybody to do their respective part so it can come to fruition. You have to understand, man, if everybody comes out, if everybody wakes up in the morning to do their duties, man, and everything, and they, 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 they keep the vision, of course, by keeping the most high Yah first, but keep in mind that these children are coming behind us. They got to bring this home. We may, be, we may be repairing the breach, but they're going to bring it home because a lot of these children that we have in the day, they're, they're, being, they're, ra- they're being raised, born and raised in this thing, unlike ourselves. So, man, if you are already on community, you best try your best and your damnedest to be an asset, not some funky liability, not some liability to where you're going to bring grief to those who have the rule over you. That's not profitable for you. he He has to give a report for you. So you can't look at it as all this muck and junk about what you want. And, and what I could be doing and stuff like that. No, you st- no, no, no. You still got a little bit of that worldly American DNA in you that you that needs to be flushed out. Need some more Holy Spirit or, or reinfilling of the Holy Spirit to get more of Yah's DNA in you. Period. Straight up and down. But if you pay attention to this story, Ananias and Sapphira, man, the whole couple, b- both. I mean, think about it. You gotta, you gotta. You got a couple on your community. The wife, man, spirit is just beautiful. 
loves to help, loves to assist, thinking on everything. Oh, it's just great, just great. Shit. But that husband, boy, he a raggedy dog. Don't want to sit there and wake his ass up in the morning on time to make it to the work site. Don't want to sit there and lift a block. Don't want to help you do a damn thing. Complaining about everything. You see, that's going to be an imbalance on your community. So before those of you who inspire to be on community, you better make sure your house is in order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bless you, Brother Bernie. Yeah, tribal mindset, for sure. Has to be. Has to be. So even if it's the other way around, you got a spectacular brother. But But his wife, giving all the sisters hell, giving the lead, the lead sister, giving her troubles and problems, complications, ain't, ain't cooking nothing properly, got want to question the menu, why can I do this and why can I do that? That means nothing, man. That all that's going to do is put a monkey wrench in what you're really trying to do in that community. Because now, guess what? You got to take time to deal with this. <laughs> Excuse me, saints. It's a sad thing, man. But we move forward. So Philippians, chapter 2, 5 through 11. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of Yah, thought it not robbery to be equal with Yah, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the tree. Wherefore Yah also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is master to the glory of Yahweh the Father. The entire point of going to Philippians chapter 2, 5 through 11 on that. Think about this. Verse 5, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. What DNA, what seed is in you? who being in the form of Yah, thought it not robbery to be equal with Yah, but made himself of no reputation. On community, you sacrificing all this crap. I don't care who, who you was, how popular you were. Even Messiah made himself of no reputation, okay, as he took on the form of a servant. Should we all be servants? I believe we all should be servants. And was made in the likeness of men, okay? It's giving you a whole breakdown. He even humbled himself. When you come to community, especially when you're under someone who bears the rule, you have to humble yourself. Like I told you earlier, you're not, you cannot be of your own whatsoever at all. You have to, get, you have to rid yourself of that mindset, period. It has to be gone. And I can even use myself as an example because, and I, and I know many of you have heard this before, but hey, I never get tired of telling you. 2011, 2012, my brother and I, we're at the height of our 20s. We're making six figures apiece. 
They have plenty of money. Plenty, plenty, plenty of money for being young bachelors in Texas. And don't get me wrong, Texas, man, and yeah, that, that 70-something degree weather looks good right about now, y'all. I'm, to... <laughs> I'm just trying to say it. So the thing is, is that we we did. We did everything. We had everything that a young 20-something-year-old man would want. Vehicles, motorcycles, house, freaking money, women. We had it all. But we didn't have it all. You know, I had to, I had to figure this void out. And once we found Straightway, more the rest was history. We ain't went nowhere since. But the bottom line is, is that by the time we, we started fellowshipping, okay? This is, I'm going to break it down for y'all. We started fellowshipping. Every Shabbat, and everybody would go back home to their respective places. We wasn't really communal-minded at the moment. But then there came a day where Elder Mitchell was just like, this, he was his brother Mitchell at the time. I'm working shift work out there in the plants. And he just, it just, it, it, it literally dawned on him. Somebody got to lead this thing. Pastor Dow comes down in 2012, deems Elder Mitchell the head of the fellowship. It may have been my house, and I had a big-ass house, trust me. And I, I had the fellowship in my house. But he was deemed the head of fellowship. Guess what I had to do? Though it was hard, though it was painful, though it took me to have to really, really pull down that wicked-ass pride that was in my damn throat that I wanted to dish out, I had to sit there and humble myself. I had to humble myself to my little brother. Yeah, I said that correctly. I had to humble myself to my little brother. I'm the oldest. I got the house, but I'm not the head. I had to fall under him. So just like Shepherd, I mean, just like Philippians told us, I had to, it didn't matter how popular I was, because you could ask my brother, I was the most popular person out there in Baytown, Texas. I had to kill that reputation. I had to become a servant. I had to humble myself. And over over time, I finally just said, you know what? It doesn't it, who am I? Who am I to sit there and judge Yahweh? For whom he's chosen and whom he put in whatever place he desired. He has a desire to do this. So he placed this man over me and over everybody else that's under us. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here bitching. No. I don't read the scriptures. It, it, it told me it's not good for me. If I can't obey those who have the rule. Okay. I, I don't read the passages of scripture. Okay. It, it tells me that I need to make sure I have a good report. But. I'm not going to get a good report if I'm sitting here giving the, the head trouble. So, man, I actually walked to my brother and walked to him to his face. And I said, hey, look, it's only a matter of time, okay? You're not Elder Mitchell yet. But it's a matter of time that you will be. I said, but even though you're not Elder Mitchell just as yet, I am going to treat you as such. And I told, and I prayed to the Father, and I said, Father, please help me to submit myself to my brother, serve him, serve the saints, and be the best servant I can possibly be. I made sure on Sabbats that my brother was the last one downstairs from his family and the first one back upstairs. I set up the entire um, I set up the entire seating arrangement for the saints. I set up the music for the saints. I made sure everything, all the tables were set up for the saints. By the time Shabbat was over, I made sure everything was cleaned up. All the chairs were stacked up. I made sure that everything was swept, clean, garnished. 
I made sure that the damn doors was locked, lights was on. Elder Mitchell, I'll text you when I get home. I'm talking, I had to submit myself to my little brother, which was one of the hardest damn things I could have done in my life. But I love the Messiah. I love my Yah. I was not about to miss this kingdom because I couldn't sit there and get the hell out of my flesh. They got too many other men that could not get out of their flesh, and they gone now. But I said, damn it, I'm not about to lose my soul salvation over this. Bullshit. It ain't happening. And this is what I'm talking about, man. You need this if you inspire to be on community. You need this if you are already on community. To make sure that you are being the best servant you possibly can be. To make sure that that vision of the leader is being carried out. You have to help that man carry it out. And all it takes is one of you damn sinners, one, to destroy a whole lot of good. A whole lot of good. Trust and believe. Don't let it be you. Don't let it be you, the, the, the one that sits there and brings down so much good. Because y'all has been too good to you. Too good to you in order for you to sit there and mess up something that he's put in order. Because at the end of the day, you're going against Yah's order. You're not going against Daniel Muir. You're not going against Elder Rufus. You're not going against Elder Kabir. You're not going against Pastor Dow. You're not going against Elder Mitchell. You're not going against them. I mean, that's the flesh in front of your face, but you're not going against them. You're going against the Most High Yah himself. How dare you? Mm, mm, mm. I like how I like I like that, Vernon. I was, you see, he he read my mind. I was about to go into that. <laughs> see, the thing is, is um, I'm gonna tell y'all how I overcame. And I know Elder Rufus. Shout to Elder Rufus. He he really liked, He really loves hearing this testimony. But when I when I when I really was trying to overcome submitting to my brother, you know, Yahweh has his ways of getting to you. So I, I what I did, man, I just said, you know what, something's got to give. I got. This spirit got to come up off me some way, somehow. So I just start reading the word. And man, you better believe the word that gave me a lot of answers. So I'm the oldest brother, right? <laughs> I went to the beginning. And I said, okay, let me check this out. Let me, let me, let me make this, let me, let me just check this out real quick, okay? Now, we got, you got um, Jacob and Esau. That's what Bernie just said, right? You got Jacob and Esau. Who was the oldest? Esau. Who sold his birthright? Esau. Who did y'all love? Jacob. I said, okay. I was like, okay. We get, okay, I, I, I see that. We can go to the 12 tribes of Israel. You got the oldest, that was Reuben. Supposed to have the birthright. Supposed to have the birthright. Laid with his father's concubine. It passed on to Simeon and Levi. They messed up and, and murdered Shechem and his whole camp behind Dina. They passed on the birthright. It ended up on Judah. I said, well, 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 well. I said, that's right. Look at that. I used Aaron and Moses, who was the oldest. Aaron, who sinned first? Aaron. Moses sinned too later on, but it was Aaron made the calf. I said, okay, he's the oldest. I said, hmm, look at this. I started breaking all this stuff down. I said, Saul was first king. 
Then David was the next king. But David was the one after Yah's own heart. I said, hmm. And then the last one really got my ass. I said, now, you got Adam, the first man, but then you got Jesus, the second man, Adam. I said, Jesus. I said, Jesus. Okay. Okay, Father, you're showing me. You are showing me. And I can't forget Cain and Abel. Who was who was Cain? The oldest. Abel was the righteous one. Okay. So I'm not saying this stuff like, oh, Elder Mitchell's the righteous one and I'm the wicked one. What I'm saying is that these things are written aforetime for our learning. And when I seen that, I said, God dog, wow, wow. Look at you. You about to go down they footsteps. You about to lose this birthright. You about to sit there and lose this, that, and the third. You about to sit here and you you put you building a damn calf over some dumb shit. Yep. Yep. That's not worshiping y'all, not submitting to the one that has the rule. No, it ain't. I said, damn. I pushed myself back from my desk and I said, Father, forgive me. Forgive me for even putting up this molten image of my own idea to try to sit there and go against the grain and go against you for what? Who the hell am I? You chose that man is for a reason. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And guess what? It took years for me to figure out who the hell I was. <laughs> and the last thing I told myself was this. I said, okay. Well, you check this out, brother Greg. You check this out. What if y'all would have gave you the assembly at the time when your mind wasn't ready for it? Come on. Come on. What if he would have gave you the lead over the assembly when, when your ass was not really truly at your at your optimum in mind? You would have been like Aaron too. Your ass would have been just like Aaron, afraid of the people, or if not afraid of the people, more of a people person, or more of the people's champ. I had to I had to crawl out of that shit. <laughs> and next thing you next thing you know, I ended up being one of the hard hammers. That pastor called me today because I promise you, I am a sucker for open rebuke. Back when I was in H, when I was back in Texas, I'm telling you, when I was when I was, I would openly rebuke all the time. Now, mind you, I had discernment, but I openly rebuke on these repeat offenders because open rebuke is more effective than secret love. It's more effective because if you are secretly talking to somebody, I mean, don't get me wrong, you. You can discern when the Holy Spirit is dealing with somebody. You can talk to them and they'll get right. Yes, Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yes, but see, your repeat offenders, they don't need to be openly rebuked because guess what? When they, If you rebuke them repeat offenders, you, re- you rebuke them on the side, they know what you told them, but everybody else don't. So when your ass is gone, they're going to sit there and do what they want to do. But when you openly rebuke somebody who's a repeat offender, I say, guess what? Now, whether 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 the you know the mice know when the cat's gone, right? right? So guess what? Now when the cat's gone, when the lead man is gone, everybody can hold that person accountable because everybody heard it. Don't know how I got there, but I did it. So, <laughs> but I am a I am a proponent for that. I, I and I passed the call me a hammer a couple of times. At first, I didn't like it. I was like, man, I don't want to be like that. I don't want nobody to hate me like that. But he didn't. He obviously didn't mean it that way. And 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 now I get it. But that's exactly that's exactly who I was. I, I had to become because what, I, what did I tell myself? I actually asked myself, man, what if what if the father would have gave you the assembly then, and the time of your mind wasn't right? 
boy, man, it probably been calamity. Probably been calamity. Man. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're going to go on to Hebrews, too. I hope I'm not boring, y'all, saints. Hallelujah. Hebrews 2, 9 through 13. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of Yahweh, should taste death for every man, for it became him, for whom are all things, and by whom are, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. For both he that sanctified and they who are sanctified are all of one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise unto you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I behold I and the children which Yahweh hath given me. I'm sorry, y'all, but I want to continue being a child that's been given to Messiah. You know, y'all don't have to. If you want to, you know, be your own and, you know, have a good time, I'm not going to stop you. I promise. I promise you that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Galatians 5, 24 through 25. And we almost done, saints. And they that are Christ, those of us who belong to Christ, what have we done? Yeah, we crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Saints, if you are on a community right now, you need to live in the spirit, walk in the spirit. Hallelujah. Live in the spirit, walk in the spirit. Well, let me say that again. That sounded, that sounded good to me. Galatians 5, 24 through 25. And they that belong to Christ, if you belong to Christ, which I hope you belong to him. And they that are that that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. You see, that's that's pretty much all I've been talking about all night. (laughs) Crucifying the flesh so that you could be an asset to the community. So you can be an asset to those who are who are truly trying to push the vision. Hallelujah. And you know, and just walk in the spirit. I'm gonna tell y'all something else, man. I don't mind as y'all can probably already tell Teacher Greg is very transparent. Even throwing myself on the sword, I'm, I've always been transparent, very, you know. Even, uh, I'm going to tell you one day where I really felt like I was the Messiah's. <laughs> Man, I was, uh, it, 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 what, what was going on doesn't doesn't matter. But um, I was on the hot seat being judged. And uh, after I got my ass handed to me, by the elders and the heads of fellowship. And I had my, and this is years ago, man. Elder Rufus. i never forget this, man. He just, I, I mentioned Elder Rufus so much tonight because that man has been, that man has been hard on me, you know. But uh, it's made me who I am today. And uh, and Shepherd as well has, has, uh, has really, truly taught me how to be who I am this day. So, you know, I, I can't really, I really can't thank them enough. But uh, I was I was on the, I was on the hot seat, man, and somebody about to ask me a question, and because they gave me a, they gave me a decision to make. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the moment I said, the moment they asked that this, this one brother was going to ask me a question, he was like, "Hey, uh, uh, well, 
you know, uh, before you make your decision, I just looked at that, 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 man. I said, the decision's already made. Where am I going past here, past straightway? Where am I going? Elder Rupert says, oh, thank y'all. He belonged to Jesus. I said, wow. 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 Once I, and I didn't say nothing. I was, I, was, I was too busy getting beat up. <laughs> but boy, when Elder Rufus said that, thank you, y'all. He belonged to Jesus. I, that's, the, that's the first, that's the day I felt that I I do belong to him. Because yeah. I had to, I had to, I went through with the judgment. I said, yes, sir. I'm, I got to go through with this. And I did. And I, I did not want to find myself in a position like that for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Which is why I say, you know, the the, the the ecclesiastical um, headship that we have, the, the the ecclesiastical judgments that we have, man, it's for our good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it really is for our good because it's here to make us better. It ain't here to make us worse. And, uh, you know, it's just sad that some people can't come to judgment. Yeah. You know? So if you're on community, there we go again. And you your ass got to be checked or come to judgment with the leaders of your assembly. You best make do to make to make it. You better get you better you better show your ass up right there and receive it. Receive it. Hallelujah. Alright, we're gonna get we're gonna get one more. I'm gonna get one more and I'm gonna get out of y'all's hair. Hallelujah. First John chapter two, five through six. Ah, I hope y'all were blessed tonight, Saints. Hallelujah. But whoso keeps his word in him. Verily is the love of Yah perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that he that saith he abides in him ought also himself to walk even as he walked. We got to continue to walk, saints, as he walked because he was the example. And since he was, the, I say was the example, but he still is the example. He alive and well today. So if you belong to him, you best walk in him, walk in the spirit and do not ever evade to the left, to the right. Go back <laughs> like Elder Be- like Deacon Bell saying, ain't no, ain't no arm on your back. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you, Deacon Bell. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Well, saints, I'm not going to hold y'all too much longer. I really pray that this was a blessing to y'all. All those who inspire to be on community, all those who are on community, if you are on community, again, please be, be, be an asset. Hallelujah. Do not be a liability. You are only going to hurt yourself. You're only going to hang yourself if you are going to be a liability. If you are being a liability right now, get your head out your ass and get right for your leader. Hallelujah. Get your head out your ass and get right for your leader. That way your leader can trust you. That way your leader can hand things to you. That way he can sit there and take off and do ministry business and, and, and can leave everything in your hands without having to look back. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's do this. We can make this because straightway the hub has already been the example. Already been the example. Okay? And everybody else that's already on the community that purchased land is just building on them right now. You know what I'm saying? We are following in these footsteps and we are following this thing to a T. That way, Shep ain't got to do all this on his own, which, you know, right now we're doing pretty well. So, you know, he ain't got to come and do everything. But the one thing's for sure is that he is literally, him and the hub have shown us a great deal, a great deal of being an example. 
by being an example, uh, being an example, and now we can go ahead and do this thing with our own hands. So, Saints, I do want to say I, I appreciate y'all for being with me this night on the uh, brother segment. I appreciate y'all not only being here, but um, listening in, and I pray you enjoyed. I pray I didn't bore your ears off. That ain't my intention, I promise you. And if I did, forgive me, please. Please forgive me. I am your brother. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, saints. Love you very much, very, very much. Teacher Shane, bless you very well for showing me how to, to deal with the blog talk radio. And, hey, I am off the air. Bless y'all. Love y'all. Love you too, Brother Vernon. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bless you very well. And glory to the King. Me a drink now, boy. Now, I, I, I want to think of this as a You can bail in a second. <laughs>